a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. Today, I'm coming to you from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, and I am so very excited to be joined by a group of amazing ladies, uh, beautiful women on the inside and out. These are many of our minister's wives here in the state of Arkansas, and they make up our leadership team. And so I want them to introduce themselves to you and just tell you a little bit about their life and about their ministry. So I'm going to put Casey Hill on the spot because we have history, Casey. We do. We definitely have history. And you know that this is not the first time that I've put you on the spot. That is very true. So, hey, welcome to Inspire on the Go. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Casey Hill, and I've been a minister's wife for almost 16 years now. My husband serves as the associate pastor at Zion Hill Baptist Church in Cabot. Um, We've been there for about eight years now. And um, it's just a wonderful opportunity. And... Um, just got to do some amazing things, not only in the Cabot community, but um, as Andrea said, we've traveled the world together yes. <laughs> and traveled the state of Arkansas on different mission trips and just serving the Lord wherever he leads us. So Casey and I went to the other side of the world. We can't really disclose where we were or what we were doing, uh, but I was somehow in charge of travel and logistics, which is just like putting a blonde in the lead, which is never a good idea. And so I looked to Casey and I just sensed that she could handle the job of navigating us through these different airports. So I just look at her and go, figure it out. Just and okay, we did. lead. And boy, <laughs> if we could tell you the story, but here's what, here's what we can say. God is definitely on his throne and he makes Absolutely. sure that his daughters get where they're supposed to be because that's the only way we made it. Even though Casey, you're amazing at navigating airports. Thumbs up to you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So Miss Vicki. Well, I'm Vicki Lee and my husband and I serve as, um, He's the pastor at the First Baptist Church in Sherwood. We've been there almost eight years, and we have been actually in full-time ministry 35 years. I'm the old person on this book. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have served in churches in Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Um, and it's been quite an adventure. We have uh, been in small churches and large churches, and we have survived. Yes. We've raised two boys in our homes. They're now grown and have children of their own. I'm a grandma, but call me Vivi. And um, I just have a passion for ministers' wives. And... um, because no one understands us like we do. Yeah, and we'll get into that in just a few minutes, but I'm so glad you told us your grandmother name because that's a deal. That's a big deal. And so, uh, Vivi, right? Right. All right. We love it. And you just had some Vivi time. I had Vivi time with two little stinky boys. <laughs> and now I'm going to get it with the little girls. Soon. All right. All right. All right. And we have another Vicky. So, Vicky Wycliffe. Okay, and my grandma name is Big Big. <laughs> and I just had my two grandsons in my house at my house for the weekend, also for Mother's Day, and it was wonderful. My husband and I have served in the ministry now for forty years, so I'm the older one. And um, 
we have been um, all, all over kind of central Arkansas and now we're down in southwest Arkansas and with my husband he's been a pastor and now for the last 10 years he's associational missionary. Um, I have also been employed in churches uh, working in preschool ministry so that's kind of another part of that. Um, I don't always get to go with him which is one of the things I kind of miss but I love uh, my job also. Um, we have two children that are both adopted and the two grandchildren that are very special and we just love, uh, I love being in the ministry. I think it's a fun thing, mostly blessings. Mm, good. And I love that you mentioned that you adopted your kids, and we'll kind of hopefully touch on that in just a little bit. But, you know, life is full of unexpected blessings and unexpected challenges. And so I have some candid questions for you. I love real talk with real women. <laughs> and so everyone is a little bit terrified right now because they don't know the questions I'm about to ask. But I love the candid nature of us just sitting around and hashing out the good and the challenges. Um, and so I first want to ask, did any of you, when you were a, a child, did you think, I want to marry a, a pastor? What, were you looking forward to that? Was that on your radar screen? Anybody? Not, Not at all. No. <laughs> no. I no thought way. at age 12, I was going to be a missionary. Okay. So you did sense God some kind of- God had another plan. Yeah. <laughs> call there. Okay. So no one sensed that they would marry a pastor. So my question then for you is, when you found out that you did in fact marry a pastor or that he you were going to marry a pastor what was your initial response i mean what was your perception of that role or that life back in the day when you first started well i've known my husband since uh we were in the fourth grade and he surrendered to the ministry at 15. however we didn't start dating till our senior year in high school and married a year later and um so I knew I was going to be a pastor's wife. I did not know what it would look like. I just thought everyone loved the minister and his family, and everything was going to be hunky-dory. And no one prepared us for the trouble times that you would have in ministry. Most of it's been great and wonderful and pleasant, but there are some times mm -hmm. that life just becomes very real and very difficult in the ministry. Here we are, 41 years later. You've made it. <laughs> okay, somebody else. Well, um, my husband didn't know that he was going to surrender to the ministry. He actually fought his call for several years, and he served in different areas of the church, and he knew exactly what the pastor made, and his mom, being a single mom, um, one of his goals was to find a job where he made lots of money, and the pastor wasn't one that made lots of money, um, but eventually he did surrender to that call, and, and we met in college when he was uh, getting his bachelor's degree at Williams, and at first I made sure I stayed away from everyone at Williams who was a ministry major because I did not want to be a minister's wife at all. But eventually we did meet and we started dating and instantly I felt that I found my purpose within the church. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a, I'm a people-oriented person. Um, I'm in education and so I love kids and I love adults and just I just knew that I could minister to people in a way that I hadn't had the opportunity to minister to people before. Yeah, that's really cool. That is so, that's a great perspective, you know, that you have the opportunity to step into other people's lives and into their, you know, 
challenges as well as their blessings and to be a part of that in this role as a minister's wife. And so what about you, Vicki? Um, well, actually, I had surrendered to the ministry um, as a teenager and thought, I, like I said, I thought I was just going somewhere to be a missionary and had no idea that I would date someone that um, at, at that point at OBU in college was not going to be a pastor, was not going to be a minister. Um, his dad was, but he d had fought the, the call and not ever even mentioned it. Um, I came back from summer missions one time, and Vernon and I had been dating, and I had broke up with him. Uh, I came home from uh, summer missions, and he came over to my house that night to tell me, I've surrendered to the ministry, and I was very surprised. Yes, <laughs> yes. But um, I, I, I can't imagine it any, any other way now. Yeah, and that's always the benefit of perspective and I think maturity, you know, that you you can look back and you see the faithfulness of God. So let's talk a little bit about that. First of all, I want us to be able to have some candid talk about what it's like to be a minister's wife. You know, so many people are listening and I think all of them probably have a minister's wife, uh, but maybe not all of them know what it's really like to be in that role. So Paint a picture for us of what it's like to serve, um, you know, alongside your husband in ministry. I think at, during the good times, it's wonderful and, you know, people love you and all of that. But then there are the bad times that, are, that really get hard when people say hurtful things about your husband or your family. Um, that's the hardest part. Um, and so many times we have to bite our lips mm. and not be able to say things or, you know, to hurt people. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm constantly on the stage um, or in a glass house. I've heard that many times from other ministers' wives. Um, my son, um, well, my husband and I's son, um, was diagnosed with Asperger's. And so um, when we discipline him or when he goes through episodes and melt meltdowns, a lot of times people don't understand why we react a certain way. Um, and so they kind of look down upon you or, you know, tell you, don't be so hard on him. He's just a kid. He's just a boy. But... You know, a lot of times I think that we also are quick to judge other people in, within the church on how they discipline their children or how they react to certain news or why they feel so strongly opinionated and about one issue or another when it comes to church business. But I think it's just also a good perspective of just being cognizant of the many opinions that are in the church and just keeping forward and knowing who you really work for. It's not the church that you work for. It's, it's the Lord that you work for. And as long as you're doing everything according to his guiding and, and his word, then there's nothing to be ashamed about. Mm, that's good. That's good. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, I think one of the hardest things for me is just to be me. Uh, like Casey said, you're on the stage all the time. And um, I hate being introduced, although I love being a pastor's wife, I hate being introduced as our pastor's wife mm -hmm. because I have a name. I have a purpose. I have my own desires that God planted in me, my own talents and giftedness. And um, so I always tend to correct people and I go, but I'm just Vicki. Yes. Yeah. And um, I want people to see me the same inside the church and outside the church. Yeah. And I want to be approachable. Um, and I hurt with people. When they hurt, my heart breaks with them. Um, that's a that's that compassion in me. Um, uh, I cry. I mean, I, I want my, a very wise pastor's wife once told me, 
uh, when I told her, I, when we started out in ministry, I said, but I cried everything. I cried dog food commercials and Hallmark <laughs> movies, you know. She told me, she said, your, your husband probably doesn't have the compassion that you do. He said, use that. You will be able to be the compassionate person for those people. So I cried babies being born, and I cried funerals. Yeah. Um, that's just who I am. Yeah. So whenever we think about the different roles and responsibilities that you have, you know, as a wife, as a mother, some of you work outside the home, some of you have your own ministry positions, your own callings, and then you step in to church on a Sunday morning, you know, what is that like being a minister's wife, a pastor's wife on a Sunday morning? You know, I, I think, and I've always heard that it's very different probably probably than anybody else there in the in the church. So help us understand what that's like, especially like with young kids and then with, you know, older children as well. I've always thought as a minister's wife, my husband likes to go early and, you know, go through his sermon and different things. So I always felt like I was a single mom on yeah. Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I was a single mom. I sat by myself, yeah. you know, um, you have friends and that kind of thing because I've got to have friends and got to have fun. <laughs> so, but but it's just a little different that you have to get everybody ready and get to the church. Yeah. I remember at Easter morning when I got my two little ones dressed and ready to go over to the church across the street, and my son played in the fire ashes while I was getting ready. <laughs> oh. So I called crying and said, "We won't be there for a while. <laughs> we had to have baths and new clothes." <laughs> yes. So. Um, a wise minister's wife told me um, when we first got into ministry, she said, it's okay to say no. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to teach a Sunday school class. You don't have to, you know, watch a children's class. And so I took that into consideration, and I'm very careful on what I volunteer for within the church. And uh, my husband also does a very good job of protecting me. And he makes decisions for me sometimes and says, no, Casey can't do that because of her commitments with her job. Or no, Casey can't do that because of, of X, Y, and Z, whatever reasons that we have going on to protect our family time. But, you know, I do teach a Sunday school class and sometimes in worship, that is the most freeing moments that it, that I have because I do put everything on the back burner and I listen to the words of the song and I'm listening to the prayers and I'm praying along and, you know, listening to God's word. And that Sunday mornings can be some of the most refreshing times in my life because I can put all of those distractions aside. That's great. That's good. That's good. Right now I'm in a, in a unique position at our church um, is I am only in the choir at the moment. Um, I just felt God telling me some things that I needed to slow down and step away and he had other doors open for me, which he has. He's been faithful. And so right now I'm in that role of I don't have kids to get ready to get to church. It's just me. And all I have to do is be there for Sunday school or in to be part of my Sunday school and then be in the choir. Um, I can go back where Vicki was talking about getting her kids ready when they were younger. It was very hard. We, we're, we are single moms on Sunday mornings. There's yes. no one there to help us. You can't holler, can you fix breakfast while I get this one dressed? Uh, it's hard. Um, I, I learned real fast. I had I had a very mischievous child and one that directed it. <laughs> and, 
And I learned real fast, you get them dressed and well, you know what? If it if they undress, I can stick a diaper on and we can dress in the nursery at church, at our little small church that we had. And I did that a lot because I, I just was tired of putting pressure on myself to be everything. Yeah. And um, if I could give words of advice to any one pastor's wife or any minister's wife, don't do everything. You can't. You will burn out. And that's actually the next question. And I love to ask this question because I always think it shows kind of our own journey uh, as we answer these questions. But if you could give your younger you some advice, what would it be? You know, what would that advice be when it comes to this particular part of, and everybody's just there. If you could see them now, they're all like giving me the eye. But listen, this is so rich because there is a younger you out there right now listening. And um, they want to hear your words of wisdom. And so looking back, whether that's five years ago or, you know, 15 years ago, what is it that you know now that you would love to tell that younger you? I would like to tell the younger me that I did not have to, to work with kids all the time and I needed to take care of my spiritual maturity myself um, because I, I, I did go through burnout. I got to where on a, you know, a Sunday morning I taught a class, on a Sunday night I had a preschool class, I was doing something Wednesday night. And when you go to God and you start to do your own prayer time and you thank Him for the butterflies, you know you need some more depth. Mm, yes. <laughs> because when you work with little kids for so long, you've got to you've got to get with adults and get into um, a place where you can grow spiritually also. That's good. That's really good. I say branch out and get to know lots of different people within your church. Um, I had earlier in our ministry a bad habit of just talking to the people my age or just the people that I went to Sunday school class or just the people who had kids my age. And I didn't really connect with all the different groups of people within the church. And especially in times that maybe um, our husbands have to make um, some hard decisions or important decisions that they really feel that God is leading the church in that direction that may not be popular or not the way that we've always done it. Mm -hmm. um, that you will, they will see your heart and they will see um, your support and your love for your husband, no matter whether they're a senior adult or a college student or a married couple, just like you are, um, that, that they, you, they get to know you as a person and that they can see your heart and the decisions that are grounded in God's word and, and his guidance and not just because you want to come in and change something. So it's all about building relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. So that both of you, I'm hearing the same thing there. You know, it's about the relationships, your relationship with God, relationship with each other. All right, Vicki, what do you think? If I could tell myself one thing um, would, and go back, it would be to sit back for one year when you join a church, if at all possible. Yes. Sit back for one year and watch where God is working and maybe where he wants you to plug in. You don't have to walk in and be automatically be that Sunday school teacher, mm -hmm. or be in the nursery. Oh Lord, don't do not lock me in a room with preschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I had to learn that the hard way because of burnout. And so now I'll go into a church, and normally I sit for six to six months to a year and just kind of pray. Where do you want me to be? What what's my purpose here? God is always faithful. He always provides that purpose. I mean, I went from working with teenagers, which I love teenagers, 
to being on a women's ministry team uh, and in teaching a Sunday school, which ended up not being where I needed to be at the time. But I, I do, I watch where God mm-hmm. wants me to be. Yeah. Okay, so now changing the kind of thought process, there are maybe a lot of people listening right now that they have a minister's wife, right? They're not called to ministry. Their, their husband and their spouse isn't called to ministry. So maybe they're just not even really aware of that world. So let's just give some ideas of how we can love and how we can come alongside and how we can support and cheer for our uh, ministers that God has placed in our local churches. What are some things that maybe people have done for you in the past that were game changers and difference makers? I think treating you as your own self, just treating you as another woman coming into the church, someone you can have fun with, you can say anything to, um, I think that's very important because at one time I had an older minister's wife tell me I shouldn't be friends with people in the church, and I just can't do that. Hmm. I've got to have friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, just watching our kids for an hour while we go out to dinner and there's an episode of everyone loves Raymond where they Deborah and Raymond go out on a date and all they can talk about is the bread and how soft it is and the butter being the right temperature and there's so many times that my husband and I are coming and going with our kids activities and with church activities and we don't even have time to sit down and just have time together as a couple and so we have been very blessed in our church now that we have several adults that, you know, just let me watch your kids for two hours. Why you don't have to go to a fancy restaurant, the Mexican restaurant down the road, but just having a, a time that we can sit and talk and just be a couple has always been a very a good blessing for us. That's great. That's great. I'm sitting here listening to both of these talk. Um, I think uh, one of the things I'd like uh, just to, woman in the pew or or family in the pew to know that um, a lot of times ministers live away from their families. I'm a very family-oriented person. I want my my immediate family with me. I love my family. And there's times that we've been eight hours or more away from our family. We can't do Christmas and Thanksgiving and birthdays and anniversaries like everyone else did. We can't go away on the weekends. Mm like everyone else can. We we have to do our times at other times. Um, we've often, I mean, we've actually celebrated Christmas in the middle of October because that was the only time we could get family together. Um, and uh, so they need to know that it's hard for us um, to be stay connected to our own families. We have to be creative on that. And um, I mean, I'll just share one instance. Uh, my son was in the in Air Force, and um, he called us on a in the middle of the week, the week of Christmas, and he says, "I'm getting just a few days off. Can you meet me at in Texarkana, grandparents' house?" And I'm passing through there, and we said, "Sure." That meant we would miss the Christmas Eve service mm. at our church in Tennessee. And we left and went and did that. And we actually had some people that were not happy with us because we missed the Christmas Eve service. But that was the only time we would get to see our son. And there, and we had the possibility that he was being deployed mm. the next month yeah. for a year. So to just understand that there are times that we have to be away. We need to see our family. Yeah. Although yeah. you are our family. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's good. You know, and so I think, you know, a lot of times it's about giving grace and putting yourself in that other person's position. And of course, that's just good in general, you know, for unity and for building up one another. And so one thing that we want here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention is just to come alongside our ministry wives, our ministers in, in general, and just to be their biggest cheerleaders. Like we want them to know that we are with them, we are for them, we are with you, we are for you, and we want to resource you, we want to support you, we want you to know that you are not alone in ministry because one thing I've heard is that sometimes ministry can feel lonely, you can feel isolated, uh, sometimes you can fall into the trap of feeling like you have to put off a persona, put on a persona that maybe isn't true or authentic to who you are. And so we want to just create an environment where everyone is understood and loved and valued and supported. And so that's why we have conversations like this. It is also why we have specific ministry to ministers' wives. And and uh, Casey and Vicki and Vicki and, and several other women who will hopefully join us on future podcasts. Uh, you're a part of our leadership team here at the state level and you help us brainstorm ideas and um, execute events and just, you know, hands on, you know, hands and feet of Jesus to our ministry wives and ministers across the state of Arkansas. And so let's talk a little bit about what's going on because one thing that we want every, every minister's wife or ministry person to know is that they're not alone. They're not on an island. They there there are people who are in the same boat, and we're going to row together. So, um, let's talk a little bit about what we offer and how people can get involved. And let's start by talking about what's coming up in October, which is our annual meeting. So, who wants to jump in and talk about our luncheon? Well, everyone's pointing at everyone else, so I'll jump in. Um, at the annual meeting, um, the Monday of the annual meeting is usually dedicated to the pastor's conference, and several years ago, um, we started a minister's wives luncheon, and it goes alongside with the pastor's conference, so they're meeting in one part of the church, wherever the location is um, that particular year. And then we meet together um, for a time of worship. Uh, we usually have a guest speaker that comes in to speak directly to ministers' wives to, again, fill up the bucket that we are constantly pouring out um, in our own congregations. Uh, we have a time of lunch and fellowship and other activities planned. And this year, we are going to have um, a networking time. And we will kind of divide up the room into different parts of the state and get ministers wives who came to the annual meeting together to meet other ministers wives in their area of the state where maybe they could meet up for a lunch once a month or every now and then or exchange email addresses or phone numbers and so that they can just know that they're not alone that there's someone else dealing with the same issues in ministry and issues that are specific to their part of the state um, we do have a wide variety of situations um, across the state not every church is the same and not area of the church is the same either and so we want to put them together um, just to kind of meet and greet each other and hopefully form those connections when there is a, a dark time in ministry or a dark time in their church or even a celebration that they have someone else that they can say this is going really great 
That is great. And so we want you to be a part of that. And it's coming up in October, uh, October 21st. And mm -hmm. it's right here in central Arkansas at Geyer Springs uh, First Baptist Church. And so mark your calendars. That is a free event for you. We want you to know that um, we love you so much that we're going to make sure that there's not any type of, um, you know, reason why you can't come. And so plan to do that. You know, come with a group and we will be so excited to see you. Another thing, Vicki, that I want you to share about is what you do in your association or your area whenever it comes to uh, serving the minister's wives on a monthly basis. Okay. Uh, we're in the North Pulaski Association here in North Little Rock area. Casey and I actually are part of the group. Um, this came together about eight years ago and we meet together once a month except the summer months in December because it's crazy nuts. Um, and we just come together as a group and we pray, we do pray, over the meal. Yes, that's good. <laughs> very, very good. And the rest of the time, it is a time to just laugh and fellowship. There's, uh, We have gone bowling, which... Taking self-defense courses. Self-defense <laughs> courses. We've actually had cookie decorating mm -hmm. and ate more cookies and icing than we knew what to do. Um, we go out to eat mm -hmm. different places. Um, uh, we've had uh, pizza and movie night. Mm-hmm. Um, we are open to all suggestions of <laughs> just to laugh and Vicki calls it our Lulu time. Yes, yes. It's called uh, Love Unconditional Laughter Unending. Yes, yeah. Well, something to like that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just this last week. I like week, what that stands for. <laughs> <laughs> this last week, our group went, we had a progressive dinner. We went to a community bakery and then afterwards we walked down to Loblolly Creamery. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's like, first off, there are, I think everyone in our group is a chocoholic. I mean, M&M's are, are. Yeah. yeah, that's our happy pills. <laughs> yeah, our happy pills. But we walked into Loblolly Creamery and it was like, a whole new world opened up to our group. It was like little kids going, oh, but I want to try this one, and I want to try this one, and I want to, oh, I want to try this one. And everybody's going, let me taste yours, you know. So, But, I mean, it was, it, when we get together, it's just fun. It, I don't know. Casey took in contraband at the bowling alley yes, one I time. Yes, I did. I said no food, but the, somehow the miniature Snickers and the uh, M&M's made it into the bowling alley. <laughs> Check your purse. <laughs> um, no. I mean, we've had craft night where, you know, we have someone come in. Um, one of our ministers might uh, teach us how to make a craft, or we've had, we've painted door hangers two or three times. So, well, what I love about it is it's about just getting together with no expectations nope. and no, you know, no agenda, no agenda and just having fun. And here's, here's what we want to cast a vision for. As we move towards the future, we would love to see these mm. types of groups just you know, pop up all over the state. And so be watching for that, you know, be praying about that. And there's just a lot of different ways that that can happen. Perhaps that God will raise up, you know, ministers' wives across the state who are just saying, I want to lead that for my, you know, my, my area. Or maybe it's a, a women's ministry group that says, I want to provide that for the ministers' wives in my area. So there's a lot of ways that that can happen. Uh, so be praying about that, women of Arkansas, and, and be, you know, looking for opportunities to get involved. Because here's 
here's what we know. Whenever our ministers and ministers' wives and ministers' families are loved and when they're healthy and whenever they're able to um, just have some time to just regroup and refocus, it impacts our churches. Mm-hmm. And so we want to we want to do that you know, we want to do that really well. And so we're excited about that. And uh, I'm very grateful for your leadership, Vicki, in that and, and look forward to the future. Another thing that we do is at our Inspire Women's Conference. And I know, Vicki, you have been, Vicki Wycliffe, you've been a part of this and Vicki Lee and Casey, all of you have. Uh, we are trying to have breakout sessions for our ministers' wives. And so everything that we do here, if you are in ministry, just look and see, is there a special, you know, um, breakout session that's being offered or a luncheon or a networking opportunity? And we're asking you to just step up and be a part of that. That's how you create momentum and that's how you create a new culture when it comes to, to starting new opportunities for women to network together is for the women of Arkansas to step up and be a part of it. So just consider this right here on the Inspire on the Go podcast, your personal invitation, ministers' wives, to come to these events. We want to know you. We want to serve you. We want to hug your neck. We want to give you a piece of chocolate. We're going to, I promise, have chocolate. And and I'm going to finish with this. I want you to know that this is such a real environment that even if you wear different earrings to the event, no no one's going to judge you. It's a judgment-free zone. It's a safe place. And so, Casey, we're looking at two very different earrings that you wore today. Both are gorgeous, let me just say. And both of them go with your outfit, but but unfortunately, they don't go together. No, one's silver, one's gold. Yeah. 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 So we're going to just say that this is a real place that even if you wear, you know, different earrings or different shoes or someone else's jacket, you're welcome here. So uh, we love you and we're so thankful for you, women of Arkansas, ministers, wives. We're so grateful for you. We want to serve you. We want to resource you. So uh, step in, step out, step up and be a part of what God is doing right here in the great state of Arkansas. So thanks so much and have a great day. This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.